Thank you for your time. This is to get in divorce without losing your mind podcast. I'm Corey Shapiro for the quote of the week. It's by AJ Jacobs. But when I saw that it was by AJ Jacobs and I Googled it, it seems like it's by Zig Ziglar. Uh, in any event, it is fear. F-E-A-R has two meanings. Forget everything and run or face everything and rise. The choice is yours. Uh, I like that. I like looking at things differently. Uh, so think about that when you're facing your fear. Are you going to be triggered or are you going to rise above? Are you going to be reactive or are you going to be creative? Okay, moving to divorce news. Uh, there's an article I saw in the Wall Street Journal that caught my eye. It is... Uh, in this life and work idea essay, uh, it's titled Too Risky to Wed in Your 20s, Not If You Would Avoid Cohabiting First. Uh, now, it's by a Dr. Wilcox, who's a director of the National Marriage Project. So you would think there is a bias there, but let's see what we can learn from Dr. Wilcox. Uh, it's also by uh, Lyman Stone. So they say this was written when there was, this is written back in February. And there's uh, apparently a proposal season from Thanksgiving to Valentine's Day where 40% of couples decide to get engaged. And they try to figure out what's the best time to propose. And what they have found is surprising. What they have found is that basically the more experience you have in relationships uh, may lead to a less happy marriage later on because you're probably comparing. Um, you know, like my first apartment, uh, my my current apartment's, you know, 10 times nicer than my first apartment. But that first apartment is always hold a dear place in my heart because it uh, embodied freedom, you know, moving away from control of your parents uh, and it was just, in my mind, uh, a luxury estate, even though in reality, it, it, it was it was just a very basic apartment. So maybe that's what this is going to. Um, also, they found that if you're cohabitating, that you're sort of getting a lot of the benefits of marriage um, without, I guess, any of the obligations. So that was interesting. So what they suggest, if you are going to marry young, this is in your 20s, just skip the cohabitating get right into the proposal and get married. I guess if you're getting married later on, that might might be different. But for a lot of people who get married young or want to uh, cohabitate first, what they're saying is the research doesn't support that. You may want to take a look at that. Maybe a middle ground is a proposal. You know, if someone makes a proposal, there is a seriousness to it. Um, that might not necessarily be if you're just cohabitating just because you want to save money on the rent. So think about that article. That was in the Wall Street Journal. All right, moving to question with Corey. Question, I'm in mediation and my spouse will not agree to a date to end the marriage. Uh, what should I do? Well, this is a good question. And I want to take this from a, a few different standpoints because it's very serious uh, what happens? So let me just break this down. A lot of people want to resolve their divorce 
in an amicable way, right? And one way of doing that is going to mediation, which I, I recommend. It's diplomacy before war. No reason to go to court unless you have an emergency issue. Uh, on the other hand, uh, what happens is a lot of times mediation stalls. It could take time. It could be over many sessions, over many months. And if you're in a state, and most states I think are like this, where the longer the marriage is, you know, the more uh, property that's acquired, the more rights you have in the marriage, um, in particular, the more uh, maintenance potentially or an alimony. You know, here in New York, the length of the marriage is relevant for the duration you know, how long you have to pay maintenance. So all these things come into play. So what I say to people is you have to have good faith. You need good faith if you're going to mediation. And one sign of good faith is entering into what we call a cutoff agreement. And this is a very simple agreement your mediator can do. And basically it says, you know, for all intents and purposes, even you know we're, we're we're even though we're not commencing a divorce action because that might you know escalate things and that might not be necessarily what we want right now, it's going to be as if this date is the end of our economic partnership and all you know legal obligations flow from this date. So if you know the day after you sign this and you win the lottery, that's not marital property. That's your property. That's separate property. Um, so that's what I would consider. I would consider if you're in mediation, you need to show signs of good faith. If you can't even agree on a cutoff agreement, then I wouldn't waste too much time in mediation because there's probably either bad faith or a lot of unresolved issues that might need something more. What can that something more be? Well, the something more could be, could try to use, you know, attorney who's more uh, cooperative, uh, you know, cooperative attorneys would easily do a cutoff agreement. But if your spouse hires a more competitive attorney, an attorney who's more focused on litigation, uh, they might not do this. And why won't they do this? It's so simple to do. Well, the, the you know, the, the litigator type of an attorney, the competitive type attorney is really run by the billable hour. You know, that's how attorneys make money. We make money by, uh, you know, hourly basis. At least most of us do. Uh, some do it by uh, flat fees. But the point is, uh, you know, unless you're providing high value, um, and some attorneys do that, you have to just create noise. And noise is doing things the most complicated way. So the attorneys make the most money, and they're really making money over nothing. That's what the competitive model does, and that provides a lot of le leverage, a lot of pressure. The other spouse may say, wow, this is getting ridiculous, and then they might cave and change their positions. That's the idea. Or it, conversely, sometimes you know, someone who has a lot of the resources making very difficult, aggressive decisions, and the other side has to be protected. And then the court tries to do equity by helping that competitive spouse. Uh, you know, um, say, listen, I, 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 what do you want from me? You know, they're not giving me anything, but they have all this money. Help me. And then, of course, the court will do that. But in most cases, I've seen uh, there's a lot of competitive attorneys out there where things should be much more cooperative. And because of this model where attorneys only make money by billing time, there is no um, incentive 
to be uh, economical and efficient in the litigation process. So that's what I would suggest. Hopefully you have good faith, get a cutoff agreement, get it early on. If you can't get that, put that mediation on pause until you do. Maybe you need to commence a divorce action and then go back to a mediator or hopefully maybe an arbitrator, if you can have that, or, or a private judge, someone who's going to give you final say. That's what I see a lot of times is people in mediation that are just in there for so long, and sometimes they just need a decider. And that's what's so good about the court. But going to court is expensive, you know, unless you have an emergency issue. So it's much better to do this uh, outside of court. All right, moving to quick announcements. Uh, we are starting our YouTube channel for the podcast. And you can check that out. The links to the YouTube channel will be on gettingdivorced.org. We're going to, we have been videotaping these podcasts, but I really haven't been releasing them except on uh, my website. And uh, now we're just going to just do the whole podcast uh, on YouTube and hopefully bring more awareness to our show. We're experimenting with what works and what doesn't work. And I think this is good uh, to get out there. I mean, there, why is it that we put our podcast on, you know, Spotify, on Apple, and we don't put it on YouTube? Actually, we did this podcast for a whole year before we put it out on Spotify, YouTube. So I guess I am the slow and steady approach. It reminds me of one of my favorite musicians, uh, Leonard Cohen. I understand when he started performing, he would perform looking away from the crowd, looking away from the crowd. So maybe that's, I have a little bit of that in me. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have his musical talent. All right. If you want to submit questions for the podcast, go to www.ask.gettingdivorced.org. If you have feedback for the podcast and we enjoy your feedback, email us at feedback at gettingdivorce.org. Uh, okay. My appreciation is for people who are starting the pause. The 24-hour pause. What do I mean by that? Well, if you read the book and you've been listening to the podcast, you understand we try to not be reactive, which is so hard to do. <laughs> you know, I get so many times I see all these email chains back and forth or these text messages, and this just extends and escalates, and it's not productive. It might feel good in the moment, but it's not productive. So we're trying to play the long game. We're trying to meet your long-term goals and a way to get out of that reactive system is taking the 24-hour pause. And what I mean by that is if someone sends an email, a text that's triggering, that makes you want to you know, get set off, we don't respond. We wait. Now, we start with the 24 hours, which is hard to do. Now, you might, here's a suggestion. I would just say, write the email, but put it in the draft. Don't send it. Uh, and then do some self-care for the next 24 hours. I think that would be really, really helpful. You know, if you're really triggered, you might need a week. You might need to talk to a professional to help you reframe or your attorney how you can respond. Uh, I want to give you a little tip on this. In my experience, the best divorce attorneys I've seen, um, they make you feel that you're winning. And you don't realize that they're winning until much later until you're already in the trap. So that's what you have to be careful about. Uh, so don't get into these traps, play the long game, be creative, and hopefully uh, it will really help you in your divorce. Remember, this podcast is for informational purposes only. 
please consult with your attorney before acting on the information contained in this podcast. Until next time, get creative, not reactive. Thank you.